Chapter Fifty Eight of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Peter Simple, by Frederick Marriott. Chapter Fifty Eight: How We Passed the Sound and What Passed in the Sound. The captain overhears again a conversation between Swinburne and me i was on the signal chest abaft counting the convoy when swinburne came up to me have you been here before with a convoy swinburne to be sure i have and it's sharp work that i've seen here mr simple work that i have an idea a captain won't have much stomach for swinburne i beg you will keep your thoughts relative to the captain to yourself recollect the last time it is my duty not to listen to them and i should rather think to report them also mr simple said captain hawkins who had crept up to us and overheard our conversation in this instance there is no occasion for my reporting them sir replied i for you have heard what has passed i have sir replied he and i shall not forget the conversation i turned forward swinburne had made his retreat the moment that he heard the voice of the captain how many sails are there in sight sir inquired the captain one hundred and sixty-three sir i replied signal to convoy to close from acasta reported the midshipman of the watch we repeated it and the captain descended to his cabin we were then running about four miles an hour the water very smooth an anhold lighthouse hardly visible on deck bearing north-northwest about twenty miles in fact we were near the entrance of the sound which the reader may be aware is a narrow passage leading into the baltic sea my watch was nearly out when the midshipman who was looking round with his glass on the copenhagen side reported three gunboats sweeping out from behind a point i examined them and went down to report them to the captain when i came on deck more were reported until we counted ten two of them large vessels called prams the captain now came on deck and i reported them we made the signal of enemy in sight to the acasta which was answered they divided six of them pulling along shore towards the convoy in the rear and four coming out right for the brig the acasta now made the signal for boats manned and armed to be held in readiness we hoisted out our pinnace and lowered down our cutters the other men-of-war doing the same in about a quarter of an hour the gunboats opened their fire with their long thirty-two pounders and their first shot went right through the hull of the brig just aft the forebits fortunately no one was hurt i turned round to look at the captain he was as white as a sheet he caught my eye and turned aft when he was met by swinburne's eye steadily fixed upon him he then walked to the other side of the deck another shot ploughed up the water close to us rose and came through the hammock netting tearing out two of the hammocks and throwing them on the quarter-deck when the acasta hoisted out pennants and made the signal to send our pinnace and cutter to the assistance of vessels astern the signal was also made to the isis and reindeer i reported the signal and inquired who was to take the command you mr semple will take the pinnace and order mr swinburne into the cutter mr swinburne sir replied i 
the brig will in all probability be in action soon and his services as a gunner will be required well then mr hilton may go beat to quarters where is mr webster the second lieutenant was close to us and he was ordered to take the duty during my absence i jumped into the pinnace and shoved off ten other boats from the acasta and the other men of war were pulling in the same direction and i joined them the gunboats had now opened fire upon the convoy astern and were sweeping out to capture them dividing themselves into two parties and pulling towards different portions of the convoy in half an hour we were within gunshot of the nearest which directed its fire at us but the lieutenant of the acasta who commanded the detachment ordered us to lie on our oars for a minute while he divided his force in three divisions of four boats each with instructions that we should each oppose a division of two gunboats this was well arranged i had the command of one division for the first lieutenants had not been sent away from the isis and reindeer and having inquired which of the divisions of gunboats i was to oppose i pulled for them in the meantime we observed that the two prams and two gunboats which had remained behind us and had been firing at the racehorse had also divided one pram attacking the acasta the two gunboats playing upon the isis and the other pram engaging the rattlesnake and reindeer the latter vessel being in a line with us and about a half a mile farther out so that she could not return any effectual fire or indeed receive much damage one of the prams mounted ten guns and the other eight the last was opposed to the rattlesnake and the fire was kept up very smartly particularly by the acasta and the enemy in about a quarter of an hour i arrived with my division close to the vessel which was the nearest to the enemy it was a large sutherland-built ship the gunboats which were within a quarter of a mile of her sweeping to her as fast as they could as soon as they perceived our approach directed their fire upon us but without success except the last discharge in which we being near enough they had loaded with grape the shot fell a little short but one piece of grape struck one of the bowmen of the pinnace taking off three fingers of his right hand as he was pulling his oar before they could fire again we were sheltered by the vessel pulling close to her side hid from the enemy this continued for some time the enemy not advancing nearer but firing into the sutherland ship which protected us at last the master of the ship looked over the side and said to me i say my joker do you call this giving me assistance i think i was better off before you came then i had only my share of the enemy's fire but now that you have come i have it all i'm riddled like a sieve and have lost four men already suppose you give me a spell now pull behind the vessel ahead of us i'll take my chance i pulled up to the other vessel a large brig and the captain as soon as we came alongside said i see what you're about and i'll just leave you my vessel to take care of no use losing my men and being knocked on the head all's right you can't do better and we can't do better either his boat was lowered down and getting in with his men he pulled to another vessel and lay behind it all ready to pull back if a breeze sprang up as was to be expected the gunboats shifted their fire to the deserted vessel which the boats lay behind and thus did the action of our quarter continue until it was dark the gunboats not choosing to advance and was restricted from pulling out to attack them 
but i soon perceived that the gunboats were nearing us every time that they fired and i now discharged grape alone waiting for the flash of the fire to ascertain their direction at last i could perceive their long low hulls not two cables lengths from us and their sweeps lifting from the water it was plain that they were advancing to board and i resolved to anticipate them if possible i had fired ahead of the brig and i now pulled with all my boats astern giving my orders to the officers and laying on our oars in readiness the gunboats were about half a cable's length from each other pulling up abreast and passing us at about the same distance when i directed the men to give way i had determined to throw all my force upon the nearest boat and in half a minute our bows were forced between their sweeps which we caught hold of to force our way alongside the resistance of the danes was very determined three times did i obtain a footing on the deck and three times i was thrown back into the boats at last we had fairly obtained our ground and were driving them gradually forward when as i ran onto the gunwale to obtain a position more in advance of my men i received a blow with the butt-end of a musket i believe on the shoulder which knocked me overboard and i fell between the sweeps and sank under the vessel's bottom i rose under the stern but i was so shook with the violence of the blow that i was for some time confused still i had strength to keep myself above water and paddled as it appeared away from the vessel until i hit against a sweep which had fallen overboard this supported me and i gradually recovered myself a light breeze rippled the water and i knew that i had no time to lose in about five minutes i heard the sound of oars and perceived a boat crossing me i hailed as loud as i could they heard me laid on their oars and i hailed again they pulled to me and took me in it was the master of the brig who aware of the capture of one gunboat and the retreat of the other was looking for his vessel or as he told me for what was left of her in a short time we found her and although very much cut up she had received no shot under water here i may as well relate the events of the action one of the other divisions of gunboats had retreated when attacked by the boats the other had beaten off the boats and killed many of the men but had suffered so much themselves as to retreat without making any capture the acasta lost four men killed and seven wounded the isis three men wounded the reindeer had nobody hurt the rattlesnake had six men killed and two wounded including the captain but of that i shall speak hereafter i found that i was by no means seriously hurt by the blow i had received my shoulder was stiff for a week and very much discoloured but nothing more when i fell overboard i had struck against a sweep which had cut my ear half off the captain of the brig gave me dry clothes and in a few hours i was very comfortably asleep hoping to join my ship the next day but in this i was disappointed the breeze was favourable and fresh but we were clear of the sound but a long way astern of the convoy none of the headmost men of war to be seen i dressed and went on deck and immediately perceived that i had little chance of joining my ship until we arrived at karlskrona 
which proved to be the case about ten o'clock the wind died away and we had from that time such baffling light winds that it was six days before we dropped our anchor every vessel of the convoy having arrived before us end of chapter fifty eight recording by john brandon